day job. Let's go. Look at me, Damien. The black is dying. Yes, you Son of a bitch. I'd like to be able to chew something and pop a bone. And with that, let's start episode. Mm-hmm. I, I, we always get to this. I get to this. I say, let's get to episode, and then I never know. So it's twenty. Twenty. This Finally is episode twenty. Holy shit! Wow. That that is a bit of a bittersweet. Then that yeah. this is Blade Job episode twenty almost because that drinking age. Almost in, at that drinking age. I mean, it's not really because we're not going by years. So no, we're not. Speaking of tw- speaking of drinking, so this is Blade Job episode twenty. Big big uh, milestone for us. But yeah. unfortunately, we'll get to why that's also sad at the same time. Um, speaking of drinking, what are we drinking? We're drinking Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Yeah, this could be another new segment. We just talk about. I like what it. We're I like it. I like the whole <laughs> drinking a beer during while during this. This is nice. Yeah, we'll take a silent sip for a minute. Mm, yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe pour one out too. Yeah, we're not to pour one out. Speaking of pale ale, I I, I kind of I think I, I think I prefer the tornado. No torpedo. It's called Sierra Nevada torpedo, but this is still very good. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this is kind of a sad episode because Ryan Ryan got captured. Man, he got captured big. Yeah. The cartel. I remember because he was gone once. He was captured by the cartel in Mexico, and then we were able to get out of there before he was beheaded. But uh, let's just say they he, came back, man. He might have. They might have beheaded him. They might have beheaded him. He's MIA. He's MIA. He, he might be MIA forever. So yeah. I mean, you know, he might come. You know, maybe he'll show back up though for like a, I don't know, Austin three sixteen episode. Or I don't know, man. Do a run in. You know, come out of the crowd, rappel down like Sting. We'll have to keep an ear out. But as of right now, Ryan's. Uh, taken some time he told us that it was like a scheduling thing that he has to work on yeah. sundays now but honestly we know that it was the cartel yeah he doesn't you know he doesn't like uh, his like drug business really talked about on the air but fuck it you know he's not here to really you know defend you know it's it's so easy to just avoid the cartels by not being shady but sometimes you know you can't help it and you got to do some stupid shit and then yeah. look what happens you get kidnapped by the cartel indefinitely i hate to say it but uh, well, you know, best of luck to him. Pour one out. Let's yeah, have a pour m- a little Sierra Nevada Pale Ale yeah, out for him. A, 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 a tiny sliver of silence for Ryan. Yeah. Good luck out there, man. We miss you. Yeah. So, um, but, hey, it is what it is. We're rolling on, though. Luckily, and... it's you still got me, Steve Carly, the host, and Eric Marshick, my man, my right-hand man. Yeah. Wrestling Sad um, boys. expert. That's right. I'm gonna, just say it. I'm gonna movie, fucking say it. The movie expert <laughs> and the wrestling expert. And it's uh, you're listening to this. Uh, it's either you know either at a good night or a bad night or an indifferent night because it's uh, the 15th of February and we all know what that means. It's, it's, oh yeah, it's the day after yeah, Valentine's Day. That's right. And we got some Valentine's Day treats for you. You know. That's right. If you go to our if you go to our page, there's pictures of us naked for you right now mm-hmm. to go. You can go ahead and download yeah. those. Make it your phone background. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do a we're gonna schedule it up and we're gonna do the DX pose where we just wear like you know cold bananas over our dicks and stuff. And can we make it like a warm banana. Sure. Now, do I get to eat the banana beforehand because I'm a big banana boy? Uh, you like bananas? Well, you, no, because you have to use the banana to cover your dick. Well, so. I thought I just you don't you don't use the peel. Oh, you can do whatever you want. Do you, you like? Do you it's like bananas? A, I'd rather you just interpret it how you interpret it. So I'm gonna eat the banana beforehand. And use I don't the bananas. Peel. Yeah, they're fine. I'm okay with them. You're okay with bananas? Yeah, they're. I mean, I don't really like. I I got like oh. kind of sick in December, and I was just like, oh yeah, my stomach was all fucked up, and I was just yeah. eating bananas like crazy because I guess that's something you're supposed to eat. 
Well, because they're kind incredible. Of, I'm really good at learning to love food if I eat enough of it, so... Eat more banana pudding, then, because I can't be the only well, one at Fuji Buffet eating banana... I, I know, I'm not going to let you talk weight. about banana pudding, because you know who wouldn't allow that would Ryan. And no. out of respect for Ryan's ghost, I, I'm not going to let you even talk about pudding on this podcast, because I know he would fucking almost slap you every time you brought it this up. Is, this is hard for me, because I really can't go this long without mentioning pudding. So it's really... Like, I want to respect Ryan's ghost and all that, but I really like to talk about pudding, so... Yeah, well, I think we should talk about Barbie Benton a little bit and uh, Hospital Massacre. Now. So, like we said, this is, this is a Valentine's Day episode, and, you know... We could have done My Bloody Valentine. There's no reason why we couldn't have. Too easy. Too easy, though. We wanted to Too get a little easy. deeper. We wanted to go back to our roots. We wanted we to do get it. gritty on your ass and find shitty YouTube videos ripped from tape. Yeah, we do more obscure shit, minus audition, but that was also a well, memory was, I want to have. That was a like, livid learn. That was that us was trying a... to branch out. Then we just got shit on by Reddit. Yeah, so. Well. We got shit on by Reddit, and, and I got shit on because I watched that fucking movie, so. Yeah. So, we're going with... Hospital Massacre. Now, let me stop you right there. Is it only called Hospital Massacre? Absolutely not. Of course not. Why would it be? I mean, <laughs> I this is a, this is like a we we, we look. So I I don't think I think it's actually a canon film. Which you know, if you know the history of canon, I don't. Um, I'm a movie expert, but I don't know why. Well, of you stuff. know what? Actually, uh, there's a movie on Netflix right now called Electric Boogaloo. Mm-hmm. Check that out. I've heard of that. It's a good document movie. A documentary about the movie business, about canon in particular, oh, and doing how they fucking these two like Isra- Israel dudes, Israelis, Israelis created like a fucking cult movie mecca of shit. So it yeah, is it's a good movie, but yeah, th- this is a canon movie from them, and so oh. of course it's gonna have. 50 different titles, like that X-Ray. Is, that's just a weird... I, I mean, this is not the first movie that we've watched and reviewed or talked about that had, like, more than one title. I don't know what it no. is about. Why do movies have that? I mean, I is it for international things? Like, international things. international thing. Would these movies ever leave the United States? I don't... Yeah, why would they? I, think, I can't see this movie know. leaving the U.S. I think it's... I think it's also, like, these movies that are made like this, like... They all... They go into different, um... Like tape distributors and home video distributors sure, and sure. i think Different that's markets. when name changes too is like you that's know fair. maybe in canada you know it's not uh canon releasing it on or you know or it's not because that's the whole thing because there's a production company then there's the distribution sure right? sure sure so it's like yeah. the distribution i mean it's, it's not change it it's not unnatural for a movie to have a different name overseas like you know the very first avengers movie and from 2012 in the uk it's called avengers assemble which would have been yeah. a really cool name for Avengers Endgame, but since they already called that that in the UK, they can't well, make the Endgame. Well, it's like the biggest example I, I always think of recently is that um, Tom Cruise movie, um, Edge, Edge of Tomorrow. Tomorrow. That's right. That had like fifty titles I'd seen. Well, it just had the it just had Edge of Tomorrow, and then they because the the source material is called Live Die Repeat. Yeah, and then they just beca- it became. They changed the name for the home video release, which right. is like unheard of and stupid. So it's like, but that, I think so that's, now it's called like. Edge of Tomorrow, Live, Die, Repeat. Right. But I think that Boy, that practice dumb. of renaming it for home video was more common. In yeah. the 80s. Like, in the, in, the, in the home video boom of the 80s and 90s, I think it was more common. Like, if it flopped in theaters, it's like, let's just rename it and hopefully people buy it based on the box cover. Yeah, so <laughs> that was the opposite for Live, Die, Repeat because, of course, it comes on a video everyone's like, what, what is that movie? And then right. they're like, oh, shit, it's Edge of Tomorrow. They just changed the freaking name. Well, I, people I, didn't I like, know that back then because yeah. you only got 
your information from what the newspaper, yeah, mo- movie posters, and then the video store. So no you wouldn't even know such. if you went and saw Hospital Massacre, and you're like, God, that movie fucking sucked. And then you go to the video store in nine months, and you see X-ray on the shelf, and you're like, Fuck, I'm gonna watch that. And then you're like, What the fuck? This is Hospital Massacre again. Yeah, <laughs> this is 1981, by the way. I guess it's yeah. probably good to mention that this is 1981. Yeah. But yeah, of course, but now we, in my head, I'm like, is it really, or is there four different timelines, too? No, it's probably knows. not actually 1981. No, but, it is But the reason we're covering it is because it is technically a Valentine's Day movie. Yeah, It even had an alternate title of Be My Valentine or Else. Or Else. So like, is there an exclamation mark, or is it no, just like menacing? No, it's like dot, dot, dot. Oh, oh. Because it's like, or else. Okay. Um, but like yeah, that. but it takes place in, it's like a, it's a pretty much just typical hospital slasher. Um, but yeah, we'll get into it. But that, that's kind of why we're covering Hospital Massacre. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's not not overtly Valentine's on face value, but once you kind of drill in and put the time in like we do, that's you, right. you learn. We work really hard for this podcast. Yeah. This movie does open up with a sort of uh, a rejection that I very well am associated with. So yeah, I know it really was hit home, especially hit home. being, yeah. Oh, oh. oh. Oh, we got some emergency sirens. Something's happening. Something has occurred. You know, it's just these little slice of life here. (laughs) But that's what we call a home studio uh, thing. That's what that is. Yeah, very much home studio. Like literally, more bedroom studio. Yeah. Like you you ever you hear like bedroom indie rock? It's kind of like a genre that Pitchfork throws around. We're we're like bedroom podcasting. I, it's not I, I like nearly to, as sexy as it I sounds. like to call it independent auteur podcasting. That's another yeah. name, a more flashy name for it. Yeah. I guess, too, we should say, too, that we'll be covering St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Mm. You know, kind of on t- massacre theme, Valentine's Day theme. Uh, we're going to be covering the very first, I believe it's the very first, Vince McMahon Blade Job. I'm very excited to see that one yeah. myself. So that's that'll be fun. For me. Um, that's, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that at the end of the show. M- McMahon, Austin... It's it's a good one. A little surprise at the end. We'll get into all of it. I don't anticipate this episode being as long as I need to because, to be frank, there's not much to talk about. about uh, yeah. Hospital Massacre, there's really only one real... There's the kills, and there's really one other... Well, maybe two... You could say two other big, glaring things we need to talk about in yes this movie. <laughs> two very big, glaring, uh, exposed things. Yeah. yeah. Overall, so let's... um. Oh, I, I need to pull up my phone so I can I can read some. I'll just do some quick housekeeping in terms of you know for other movie shit here. But so I'll, let me look for hospital. That's actually it's called X Ray on IMDb. Yeah, I guess if you're looking for it on IMDb, this movie seems to X-ray. have an identity crisis. So, quick IMDb thing: while receiving a routine checkup, a beautiful woman—that's a true, that's a freaking statement—is yeah. stalked by a maniac out to avenge a childhood Valentine's Day humiliation. Which is funny because the movie begins with in 1961, which of course I think about the fact that it was 20 years prior to this movie. That's, that's yeah. time flies, I guess. Because you, you and I were both born 1946, so it's kind of yep. you know time flies a lot, and you know that's what happens. So yeah, we're Benjamin Buttoning. <sighs> Only I'm I was ugly the now. entire time, though. <laughs> you're get, you're getting hotter as you go as you age. Yep. I'm him staying the ugliness. So. I can't wait to be 21. It's gonna All be right. great. Yeah, uh, well, then you, can, then you can drink fine. Well, no, then then you can't drink after that. Yeah, I actually never saw that movie, so I don't know how that actually it's, worked out. It's good. Yeah. It's good mid-tier Fincher. It's oh, no okay. Social Network. It's no uh, Seven. It's more on line of like uh, Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. I call those mid-tier Panic Room. Oh, those are mid-tier okay. Fincher. And even mid-term, mid-tier Fincher is still better than most movies. He's a Fincher. He's a genius. Did so. you like Zodiac? 
Yes, I, w- I would consider Zodiac upper tier. Oh, okay, good, good. Zodiac, I'm not that social network, with all of his stuff, but the uh, Zodiac's good. I think Gone Girl was probably like right below. It's like in the middle of mid tier and high tier Fincher. Actually, you know what? No, fuck it. He's, that's high tier Fincher. That's good. And did you ever watch uh, his show on Netflix? Uh, oh yeah, Mind Hunter. Mind Hunter. It's yeah, good. It's pretty good. Very excited for season two. One of my favorite directors of all time is directing two, three episodes of that. So I would love to know when the hell that's coming. But they just been on the, you know. Yeah, that was a good been, serial killer show. About- been cooking for a while. Yeah. Um. Now I'm distracted. What the hell was I talking about? Uh, we were talking about Benjamin Button for some reason. Oh, oh yeah, you're talking about old. the 60s. Oh, yeah. The movie opens <laughs> up in, this, in 1961 where um, our main character, uh, played by one, um, uh, what the hell's her name? Barbie Benton. Barbie Benton. Now, nah, we'll get to her in a minute. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, what, she's clearly, she has to be your cutie. Well, I mean, there, how many there, others are there? The old ladies in the in the in the room? Well, I mean, I'm not gonna put words in your mouth, but I mean, I don't know what your preference. I mean, yeah, it's they were in it too. There are there are two very big reasons why Barbie Benton is my <laughs> cutie, but we're we're gonna get to that in a minute. Anyway, the movie opens up with um, her name is Susan, Susan Jeremy in the movie. Susan and I'm assuming her younger brother, a brother. I'm assuming, yeah. Um, are playing with toys. I think it's like a Christmas, not Christmas. No, it's Valentine's, no, it's Valentine's Day. Day. It's obviously Valentine's yeah. Day. Obviously Valentine's Day. Um, and then the antagonist, or at that at that moment, it's not quite the antagonist, and that's played. Uh, who? What's the character's name again? His name's Harold. Harold. That's right. It says Harry. I don't know why it's Harry. Um, Harry. Harold is looking through the window. Basically, he has a little crush on Susan. Yeah. He leaves a note. Good taste, because what taste. she's gonna grow up to be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he leaves and kind of does a you know a ding dong ditch. Leaves a note for uh, Susan. She comes up and grabs it. She brings in size. He says from Harold, kind of a love letter. Fucking just shreds it. Shreds just it. Shreds it. Laughing. This disgusting kind of like ah ha ha. How could he think that he's on my league? Which yeah. is probably true. I think she true, even but... says like Harold and like holds yeah. her nose like he stinks. Ew, like you gross. God. I mean, just you know if. Poor we, Harold. We don't have kids, but if you have kids, you know, come on. I know. Raise them a little better. This, this was... I kind of instantly... There are respectful I ways. with Harold. There are, whatever decision he was about to make the rest of the movie, yeah. I'm like, I'm kind of with Harold. It kind of justifies everything he does later on in the movie. Completely. So. Uh, poor Harold watches that, of course, through the window, because he's creeping like that. And uh, then he becomes the antagonist of the movie, or protagonist, depending on. You well, know. I'd still say Barbie's the protagonist. He is. She's very much she's, the protagonist. I'm very pro Barbie. <laughs> I'm a pro, yeah, for sure. So, and that, that that's how the movie begins. I mean, that's kind of the um, the uh, what's the word origin story of Harold, of Harold. the uh, the ho- about to commit his hospital massacre. So yeah. we jump twenty years to 1981, modern day at the time. Yep. Yeah. Basically, the whole movie is essentially just, um, as I said in the IMDb thing, Susan goes in for a routine checkup. Really, I mean, she kind of goes in just to pick up results from a routine. Yeah, checkup. she goes in to pick up some results, and then they just kind of are like keeping her there. Well, they because and... they 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 find out because she they, they look at the results and they before they give it to her after a long time of her meandering through the hospital, and they notice well an un- unforeseen instance that we the audience don't understand and i don't think we ever know we ever really figure out what the hell it is no well they at one point like they she says like you find out that they end up keeping her there and she's all confused and she ends up saying that like they're not you know they're keeping her there kind of without reason right and you kind of will learn to expect that it's Harold kind of pulling the strings you know making stuff up remember because he put the we'll get into it but he put like the 
he put the stuff in the typewriter and stuff. Sure. He was he was like planning evidence to make her look possibly sicker than she was to right. keep her there. Exactly. So we'll yeah, that's kind of like what's revealed towards the end. I have a question for you. So obviously, as you can imagine, dear listener, that there are some is a massacre that goes on. There are some several deaths. Oh yeah. Do we know why, or is he just kind of taking out whoever's in his way to get that his his quest to get uh, Susan? Well, I think he's. I don't know because I was thinking that too. Because like, I mean, he's, he's a maniac. Kind of just killing, so, yeah, yeah. He's kind of just. I think he was just so scarred by that ripping of oh, the Valentine oh, note. Poor guy. That he just went off the deep end and never really came back to fucking planet Earth. I'm and, just saying that there are more respectful ways to turn somebody yeah. down, and that goes for any any that goes yeah. for guys, gals, yeah. everything in between. Listen, there's a respectful way of doing that. Yeah. Ugh. That I being mean, said, I probably do the exact yeah, same thing. I mean, yeah. I mean, in today's world, you know, this is like uh, th- this is like well, you, now, you, this is like you, you're taking your shot on Tinder, and then the girl responds. With, with an like LOL. an LOL, yeah. and then she responds with like a screenshot of a group chat with all of her friends LOLing at you. Well, we don't send it's... notes anymore. We just send dick pics now. If I want to well, tell a girl that I liked her, I would just send her a dick pic, right? Isn't that how that works? Is I if I've been you, doing it wrong? You can, you can. Okay, I'll keep doing. I it mean, then. you have you're the one who has the harem, so you you it seems your dick pics seem to be working. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so I, so what you're saying is I should keep doing what I'm doing forever, yeah, never it stop. Seems to work according okay. to your Instagram stories. So oh, yeah, that's a whole other story. <laughs> So, but I mean, that's pretty much it. So he just starts murdering people. Anybody who basically gets in his way to get what is spoilers, which is what you know, we that's what we do here. So we should no, I shouldn't even be need to say that. I mean, we're not like uh, criminal psychologists or anything, but I mean, he's not that you even could be for these types of movies. But I mean, he's not killing people to like cover stuff up. He's just killing. He may be overreacting a bit. Yes, because we see him early on. I just kill, and then remember he like freaks out and he's like pounding on the wall, which we both kind of said. We admired, like, yeah. he wasn't, like, the faceless uh, Michael Myers. The just, stoic like, murderer. Silent. Yeah, he kind of had, like, a f- kill and then freaked out and was, like, screming and banging on shit. And, I don't know. I, res- I mean, really just, wild despite guy. that I am sympathetic for him to be, rel- you know, remotely irked by a harsh, harsh rejection, killing a bunch of people in order to get to the girl who rejected you seems like a bit of an overreaction. Yeah, I mean... I, I I understand the jump in logic to kill her. Maybe you and I would <laughs> but, have gone a different way. But to kill, you know, random janitors and nurses, you know, come on. They're just, I mean, we all have these shitty jobs. We all mm-hmm. have, you know, can you imagine, you know, it's two o'clock, you've been slogging through this job all day, and then you get fucking killed? Come on. At least kill me as I'm going into work. You know, I don't want to yeah. work a whole shift and then get murdered before I can go home and, you know, do whatever yeah, my nightly true. awful gross routines true. are. I'd rather be murdered before, like, right, right before I clock and then you can, lights out for me, that's fine. But so, you that know, being said, nurse is a great job. It's not a shit job. It's a great job, right? No, 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 you're right. I'm Respect just, to all of our I'm nurses out there. I'm just saying that, you know. Yeah. These people In general, it, the rat know? race in general, maybe, you know. Maybe, you know, maybe, uh, what's her name? Susan. Su- maybe Susan deserved it. She doesn't even die. We'll get into it. But, you know, I kind of understand him wanting to kill her. Oh, for sure, man. But, We've all know, been there. Killing these, killing these, you know, lab techs. and so- My brother's a lab tech. You know, I feel I- for Innocent him. civilians, yeah. man. Bystanders. Casualties. We gotta stop. Yeah. We gotta cut down on those. The people who deserve it, you know, drop them. Who cares? But the civilians, the, you know, the other people who are just there doing their own jobs. Great jobs that they are. Uh, what the hell, man? It's sad. It's sad to me. But you know what? 
That being said, Susan please... didn't die, and all of these innocent people did die, and that's what we have to talk about because they all had pretty great deaths on camera. They did, they did. <laughs> so... And the funny thing about the deaths about this movie, they're all pretty generic, but they still are done pretty well. The yeah. special effects are better than I expected. I mean, you you have kind of all the hits. You got the knife. You got let's say you're up against a wall. Someone takes a knife. Do you remember in one of the Final Destination movies where the girl falls down and then the the, the staple gun to the back of her head? Oh yeah. It's been a while since I've seen those, but yeah, I like I do that. Those. That's a, there's a very similar one with that, where um, he stabs her like through a box or whatever yeah. it was behind her, him right in the neck. Yeah, right in the neck, and he actually spits out a bunch of blood. Like yeah. it was kind of a nice surprise, um, kind of kill. And it, I, it just I goes to show that the execution of these executions, yeah, if, if done well, it uh, wasn't you just practical. It wasn't just. Uh, I mean, there was a few where it was like the kill. You know, and it was maybe covered like you got like the silhouette in a screen sure. or something. Oh, yeah. But there was a few practical effects, like the knife through the neck, even the hatchet to the head. The hatchet to the head was probably my favorite because, yeah. because if you've seen movies like Bad Taste, the Jack Peter Jackson joint, Ooh, yeah. they have some great axe to the head shots. That of course movie is a whole different monster in terms of special effects, but that's why Peter yeah. Jackson does what he does now. Yeah, I would say the axe Love you, to the head. So there's a main. So the main. Well, should we just should we just kind of go through all the kills? If you can remember them. Um, well, so the first kill that you see within, like, five minutes of the movie is actually when they're children. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah we actually have a dead child in this movie, which... Which I, I, I support. I really yeah. do support that. Yeah. We need I mean, more dead crazy. kids in movies. I mean, That's like, all I'm saying. But I think it's still kind of ballsy, though, but... It's yeah. ballsy. In 81, it's very ballsy. Yeah, I mean, because... Uh, I wish it wasn't as ballsy now. the time would probably be... And this got, like, a ton of fucking blowback was... I can't remember. I guess I can look it up. But do you remember um, the, the the when the kid was shot in Breaking Bad? You ever see that scene? Yes. That's, that was a great one. That but, was a great um, kill. Uh, assault on Precinct 13. Thirteen. Oh, the, um, the John Carpenter. That was right? seventy six. So that's that's pretty oh, wow. early to this. But that that got a lot of blowback because that had a kid. That was Carpenter, right? Yeah. Yeah, Carpenter, where the guy pulls up in the ice cream truck and the kid's uh, got the ice cream cone. And he I've just seen pulls the remake. The silencer, silence pistol, just and it goes like right through the ice cream and just like. Blood. That's dope. I'm into it's that. It's pretty crazy. I gotta like, see that one. I've seen the remake. It's pretty good, but I need yeah. to see the original. I, I feel like I've seen that on like people talking about that as one of the first major like children being really? shot on camera. Really? I, I don't. Maybe not. I find that hard to. I mean, I, I find possible. that hard to believe too. But it's definitely one that sticks with you because it's so like. Mm-hmm. It's also just like completely sadistic blatant point blank kill it's not like uh i'm into that i like a good realistic kill yeah it was pretty it was pretty gnarly even watching it back it's still you're kind of like holy shit i can't believe they did that what did we watch last time society society that's right like i sometimes i prefer the new realistic violence over the the, you know zany gross out society violence you know what i'm saying so also quick deviation for a second here i so i did some research. Well, I you know my research did not go very far, but the cinematographer of this goddamn movie oh, is yeah. the son Nicholas Joseph von Sternberg. Anybody who's a fan of film history like myself here would recognize Joseph von Sternberg as being a director from the I'm gonna say the late twenties, early thirties to late thirties. So not silent. No, he, uh, I think he he did a couple of silences. Like his most popular was uh, the Blue Angel in 1930, I believe. Was was He basically had a very sexually charged. Also, whoa, he had a very sexually and what's the word I'm looking for? Not like commercially, um, like working relationship and sexual with Marlena Dietrich, who oh. was um, 
So he wasn't making like sexy movies necessarily. No, no, he just would make great movies with her, like her best performances, and then fuck her on the side. They were like very sexually charged. He's actually a really good looking dude. He's a, you know, he's a like you wouldn't know that he was from that era. He looked like he could be alive to making shit today, but he's he's one of the greats of like that that era. Of it's like just crazy the to me. Era of it's just film, yeah, it's of. crazy to me. And he was always kind of like an outlaw. I could say you know he he didn't his movies were more like you know pre code era of the Hayes Code. That's a whole other oh, conversation. Yeah, I know a little bit about that shit. Yeah, not a t- I only know about that because that's where exploitation comes sure. from. Sure, oh for sure. Yeah. So it's just crazy to me that somehow this freaking movie has a connection to Joseph von Sternberg when his son is a is a cinematographer for it, oh, which is his uh, son's still an outlaw. He's making I guess, yeah. for fucking canon. And yeah. You know, I guess in a way I'm sure his dad would be very proud of that. Yeah, because, he's uh, doing like low budget cult movies, which <sighs> that just know. blows me away. Anyway, I just wanted to deviate and mention that for a minute because I just think that's unbelievable. But but back to the goes. kid dying. Yeah, oh please, it was pretty crazy. I mean, not, not that it was pretty crazy, but I mean, it was a surprising kill. Like, it was a surprising kill, but I wish the execution was better because it really looked like it was a doll. It did, but okay. So so what happens is was. Harold Harold hands off the Valentine. Um, it's ripped up. The kids are laughing. Um, the young girl goes into the kitchen. To cut into, you know, she's gonna get some cake for her. She and gets her a, brother. a Valentine's Day cake with the world's biggest, sharpest blade yeah. knife that I've ever it's seen. A lot in of my big, a lot of like ridiculously big knives in this movie. Yeah, um, even for like hospitals, I don't even think they really have. I think more scalpels, but yeah, it's more scalpel big shit, fucking but... huge machetes just hanging around this hospital everywhere. I mean that that knife to cut the cake was like that. Like the only reason you should ever have that knife if it's if you're trying to like find El Dorado. If you're trying to cut yeah. through thick, if you're brush, looking for like the you know, and fountain of youth. Or something yeah. like yeah. There's no way to have that. But knife. either way, she goes in. She she hears some commotion in the living room. She comes back. Her brother is now. It does like the pan up from like his feet, and you see like a coat rack or like a hat rack. It's a yeah. Hat and rack, yeah. he's like impaled through his eye. Love it. Hanging from the coat rack. Love that. It was pretty cool. I like that. I mean, you're right. It did look. It clearly was fake and not an actual child or even a yeah. It wasn't well done, but I'm, I, looked, I respect it was, that it happened. It was a, it was a nice way to just jump into the movie for sure. Because for sure, and we'll, we can get we can just say it now. I think that this movie between kills was kind of slow for sure. But the kills, I think, did kind of bring it home. It did. Yeah, There's not much story, but but that's I, that's definitely the first kill. It's definitely one of those movies where you're basically just waiting for the next kill. I yeah. feel like a lot of slasher movies are like that, but this one especially because the interim was just very slow. But there is a, I do respect a movie that, I mean, I know this is very common, of course, to have these movies, but I respect the movie that is able to heighten the sense of dread as the movie goes on. Yeah. And I think that the kind of heightened sense of paranoia um, is done pretty well, surprisingly well for a movie like this. I really thought it would yeah. be much more amateur. I think in. the whole, like, her being in the hospital and just, like, the beating around the bush of why she's there, I mean... It's amateur, but it's done. It's like, also a, it's done enough. It is like it's infuriating it, because you yeah. want to be like, well, freaking tell her why she's here, and they're, they're all the answers the doctors give are all bullshit. They're all beating around the bush, like ah, you're very sick. In yeah. what way? Uh, what do they say? Like discrepancies. There's, there's, there's a, a discrepancy. <laughs> the hell is it? Now it's like you know you can freaking go on your Walgreens app and talk to a doctor who can tell you what everything yeah. about you. So, but um, moving on to some of the other kills. I mean, so from there, like she goes to the hospital. Um, there's like another sub storyline of her and her ex husband and daughter. That's kind that's of kind like, of throwaway shit. Yeah, throwaway shit. the only thing is he looks exactly like Scott Bakula, like a young Scott so, Bakula. You know, if you're a Quantum Leap fan or a... was he in Quantum Leap? Yeah, and Star Trek. What else is he in? You, what ever, do you, you know him from? You ever watch Firefly? 
Yeah. Okay, I'm watching Wait, that right now. Firefly the television show? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is he in that? No, I'm just... Oh. I'm just I, you <laughs> mentioned like, all these sci-fi like, the shows. Fuck is Scott Bakula I'm currently, currently watching through that with a friend, so I wasn't sure if that... Quantum happened. Leap, and Ryan would appreciate this, like, it was one of those shows that for some reason, like, I don't remember if we had, like, shitty cable in college, but it was, like, always on for mm. some reason. It's like uh, and, 106th and Park, a TV show. Yeah, I it see like, it on the, the TV guy. I feel like we, like, weirdly would watch, like, Quantum Leap sometimes. <laughs> hey, man, I hear it's a good sound. You know, it's one of those cult okay. classic, yeah, it cool. isn't it? It's a cool show. But, yeah, Scott Bakula's in this movie, uh, <laughs> or his twin brother. Um, yeah, I, I, I like the idea of it being an evil twin. I like that. Yeah, I like, I like that, like that, that. too. Like uh, Jack Bakula. Yeah, there you go. I like um, that. But then, so the kills kind of go, and it's like, there's kind of some just like random kills. Um, remember, a doctor gets killed right away, and it kind of, it's off camera, but there's a bunch of like blood splatter. Um, like that, I that said, that typist secretary gets killed. And a lot, a lot of, just, of like, it's just, yeah, ones. stabbing. Which, but, again, it, it, if you can. A lot of amateur movies like this will kind of like try to make it overly stylistic, and I like a just a just a blunt, just watch me hack at this person yeah. while they're screaming. I think that's there's nothing that's you know that that is forever. You know what I'm saying that that is a um. I saw a picture, sorry, on Facebook about a picture of vanilla pudding cake. See, I Why can't escape it. I can't you, escape get it. Get the dude. fuck out of here with that vanilla vanilla pudding cake. Every word of that is better than the one I don't before know it. What that? Okay. Oh, anyway, it's, I mean, it sounds moist. It sounds incredibly moist. The moisture, the better. But so basically, yeah, I, I I prefer the nice just look at me stab as opposed to like having quick cuts. I'm thinking, yeah. I'm thinking like Psycho shit, where it's all the different cuts and you know say and what you will a lot about of stab Hitchcock, kills but. In this, but I think some of the better kills are, um, I mean, so I guess going back to kind of the big. This is another kind of early kill too. Is the acid kill? Remember oh, he, he yeah. dips the guy's head in about acid, which was kind of a cool. You got kind of a. I mean, it looks like just like a drowning effect at first, right? And then you pull the dude's head out, and it's what do you see? Basically, kind of fuse into yeah, one glob. It's like a globular face of uh, molten, melted flesh. I yeah, guess you, you could can call say. It, you can call it that. Um, so that kind of like that was a good uh, kill. Um, kind of kind of broke up because there was a lot of like just knife stabs and. I mean, there's a, there's a pretty big body count in this movie, actually. Bigger than you would think. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I guess a lot of people get in the way of you, of your, you and your one true love, you know? Yeah. Hey, man, I, I get it. I and get then, it. And then, like we had alluded to earlier, there I think the next kill that really stood out to me was the knife through the throat. Yeah. Because um, I always appreciate a, knife, yeah. a nice throw. I, 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 it's no Savini, but it's it's still pretty good. It's pretty still pretty well done. Don't get me wrong. I love a good throat slash. I always do. I all, but I I feel like the throat slash is kind of like a gimme. I kind of like the whole just knife through the throat through the Adam's apple if yeah. it's a male, or yeah. even better if it's like up up into the head, the yeah. in the jaw. I like that, you know. Yeah, it was a good one, and it and it kind of came out of nowhere because you have like a doctor and he's like looking at these X-rays, and then suddenly he just starts like he just spits like a big fucking blood loogie like at the camera pretty much. Yeah, and then it kind of readjusts and pans out, and you just see like this knife coming through his neck, and he's just, you know, choking on his blood. Listen, it's man, good. it was good. Listen, the the basics. If you go back to basics, there's something you know, authentic about that. You know, what I'm saying you can do a lot of those like unique shit, like Final Destination or you know saw shit. But at the end of the day, if you're looking for like shock factor, 
you can't go wrong with the basics and i i respect that a lot personally yeah and i think and then i mean i think like i said the best kill i think was the axe at the end. agreed yeah. it's because i mean because you it is tease that he's got this hatchet and you're like this is obviously we've been conditioned to know that if you get someone has a hatchet it's going to be buried in someone's the top of someone's skull at some point yeah. you don't sh- you don't show like several establishing shots of close-ups of said hatchet and not a good looking hatchet too. someone's head yeah it was nice like, stainless steel yeah surgical hatchet. surgical hatchet. surgical hatchet it's kind of meant to break open skulls so i'm into yeah. that i like to see it happen on a live person no antisep- antiseptic no it's not right anesthesia anesthesia, a- anesthesia yeah just anesthesia. skull to, just a hatchet to skull yeah, i was oh. there's there was a few like a thing of beauty. medical instruments that i was like are those do those actually get used in hospitals because like the hatchet beautifully stainless steel looks Probably, like a hospital hatchet but i was like does that get used i'm sure in surgery machete? it does i don't think you're going to be using the machete or you the, think the machete too uh, it depends on the doctor, I guess, you know? I, if the machete's serrated, maybe I can justify that, because you can kind of saw through something. It seems like more of like a like a, um, like a a doctor you would see on the field in the Civil War, you know? It's like, you gotta yeah. take off that leg, man, we're gonna do yeah. it's a hatchet, you know? Yeah, so, the hatchet kill was pretty good, but yeah, so all of these kills are just essentially... Uh, hospital staff members pretty much getting killed. Yeah, if you're um, if you're if you work in a hospital, it'll 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 make you scared. The to go one to guy who didn't die, who I kind of was expecting to die, or um, at least you know have a he, I don't know if he's really comic relief, but there's like a drunk guy throughout this entire movie. Yeah, what the hell? What is his <laughs> deal exactly? Aside from you know he's you know, he's uh, he's succumbed to the drink. It happens to a lot of people. Yeah, you know, it's no shame in it. Just. You know, he's drinking out of yeah. like literally like uh, it looks like one of those like old like eighteen hundreds like cocaine medicine mm-hmm. bottles. It's like an it's like an amber bottle. Hey man, I mean, maybe maybe it, it was from them. Maybe it's yeah. a damn good drink. You know, that's what I said. Maybe they maybe they just were, just like, sick of one. it and they're just like here, just like literally, we're sick of administering you shit. Like just sip on this morphine whenever you fucking feel like. He's it. a patient, right? I mean, he kind of yeah. just kind of just mumbles bumbles around the yeah. hospital being a creeper, and he's just drunk the entire time. Uh, eventually he tries to, you know, make out with, uh, Barbie, which can't blame him. No, but no, you cannot. he doesn't die. He was, he was kind of a comic. Would you even call him comic relief? No. He's well, cause like, comic relief is like funny. So creepy relief. Yeah. It's like, kind of or, like a, what is this dude's issue? And then yeah. he just, you know, as soon as he shows up as easily as he, as he shows up, he vanishes and that's about yeah. it. So I, I guess we should say too that, um, the killer, who you find out eventually is Harold, the broken-hearted. Which I'm not sure if you is if you so much figure out or is if you just if it's confirmed to you as you've you've That's always true. assumed. You've always but but they do try and really so the whole time the killings are happening the the killer you kind of see his face and his outline and stuff and he he's in like the. I don't know what you would call that. It's like kind of like a, a surgical plastic mask. hood, though. Oh yeah, it's like it's like a plastic hood surgical mask type thing. So you can't see his face at all. And they keep doing a lot of like, they show a doctor like they walk into a room and a doctor's taking off the hood and the mask. So mm-hmm. it, it like throws a lot of like red herrings out at you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, but it's clearly. I mean, you know that's Harold, but I guess you kind of don't know what Harold looks like as an adult. You know, so any of these red herrings really could be Harold. Sure. I, you know what I'm kind of saying? Yeah. I mean, I get the execute. I get the idea, but the execution isn't. And in the but... end, you find out it was the doctor she talked to the whole time. Yeah. You know, he he, she was talking to a doctor this whole time who didn't have a mask on, and then because she's like, "It's me, it's Harold," and you're like, "Yeah, yeah we know." <laughs> yeah, we knew it was Harold. Even, even Susan's probably like, yeah. "I mean, yeah, I kind of assumed." The mystery is more in which one of these fucking 
doctors as Harold. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But should we get into Barbie? Yeah, I know you're. Barbie. I know you're like literally itching to talk about it. I'm very itchy. So, yep. Uh, Barbie Benton. So we did some research on lead actress Barbie Benton yeah, here. Research. Eric, what did we find out about Barbie Benton? Well, you might have been able to call her Miss Hugh Hefner at one point in her life. That's right. Barbie From, Benton yeah. was a not just a Playboy playmate. No, right. she was like the Queen Bunny. She was Queen Bunny. Yeah. She was I was reading even some stuff on her Wikipedia. She was, I guess, in she was like Hugh's partner at the time of the actual mansion buy. Mm. So she was like in on she she was privy to some stuff. If you know what I mean. I do. And I and by stuff I mean his dick a lot. I'm sure. And it's not hard to see why all of this went down. Yeah. Even, I mean, she's got that. I mean, in the 80s, the 80s were a, when it comes to attractive fashion and looks in the 80s, it is a sign of the times, if that makes any sense. I don't know if I would, like, look in 80s and be like, oh, hell yeah. But she... Well, she's very 80s hot. She's 80s hot. Correct. And, and during my research, I found she's also very uh, 70s hot. <laughs> I'm she's on, just very hot throughout. She had two spreads in Playboy. She lived yeah. with Hugh from 1969 to 1976. If my if I understand correctly, I believe Hefner founded Playboy in 1953. Yeah, so she uh, he was pretty established, but she was she she was probably in the prime, like prime Hef, prime Playboy. I don't really know my Playboy history. She even history, but... recorded and released four albums for Playboy Records. Have you ever heard of Playboy Records? I, have I haven't, but I looked up some of her stuff. I didn't listen to any of it, but it's it was mainly country, like pop music. Huh. So, well, you know, if you're a country fan, sense. check out Barbie Benton. There is uh, a... Uh, probably a lot of covers and shit, I would assume. There's a funny trivia thing on IMDb right here. It says, it says, has became an interior decorator. And interior decorator is in capitals, and it is in the, uh, 2002 after it. Like, it's a movie. Hmm. Has okay. became an interior director, decorator. God damn! Is that a film thing? Like, no, that... I think it's just a stupid. <laughs> and I think it's just a faulty entry. I think okay. she. I think she is a. It became interior decorator, but the IMDb was like, "That's probably a movie, right?" Sure. Yeah. So. So according to my math, she was like in her twenties when she was dating Hugh, and he was in his forties. So uh, not, not not really that crazy. Like Hugh, you know, it's pretty pretty tight age gap for Hugh. Barbie met and started a relationship with Hugh Hefner in 1968 when she was only 18 years old. Hef well, was 42. Excuse me. Even this entry is judgmental when she was only 18. But you know what? That's 18. still pretty, uh, that's, you know, Hugh would go on to have larger age gaps than that. Because he would yeah. still be dating 18 year olds into his 60s and 70s. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's kind of, so, but that was kind of his MO. So. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't want to jump onto your turf here, but I mean, is it fair to say that she's... It is very fair to say that Steve's <laughs> cutie of the week is Miss Barbie Ben... Still is. Why is it at the time of the 81? You know what? Damn it, she still is. She's still pretty attractive? Or what are you saying? She's not bad looking, you know? I mean, she's... Uh, you know, hold on. Let, you know, it's, let me... let me. So there's oh, okay. her. Yeah, no, 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 no. That oh, was her at oh, the time, my oh, friend. Oh, I'm sorry. If you're looking for Barbie... No, I, well, I didn't know. I didn't realize it was B-A-R-B-I. Yeah, is that is, her real which, name? Which is very uh, is that Playboy. Like a model name? That's very Playboy. I don't know. That's, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a legit name, Barbie Benson. Okay. It's a legitimate name for sure, man. Well, yeah, I mean, she's a... Uh... Well, let's let's get into it. She. You know, oh, and yes, dear listener, she, you're wondering this whole time. You say, Steve, Eric, you say that she's a Playboy <laughs> model. She gets naked in the movie, right? Don't worry, she fucking does very I mean, much. This so. is 1981. You don't put. I'm assuming like 
Oh yeah, she looks like I a would, nice older lady. She, yeah, she's uh, she still got it. I mean, I'm assuming that. I mean, I didn't see any of the posters. I didn't see any of the newspaper ads. But I'm assuming that it said X-ray or hospital massacre, and then I'm assuming right underneath it said featuring former play playmate. It just seems uh, like wonderful free Barbie marketing. Benton. Like I feel like that was definitely included, and you don't include a name like that and not you know take her shirt off you know it's gonna happen and when it does happen it's kind of a it's it's very it's a medical exam it is a it's a medical exam but the way i mean it's just funny because like the way that it's shot so she's basically she takes everything off but her pantaloons and she's sitting there and she's being you know examined by the doctor and it starts off with the ca- with her back to the camera, but you can tell even the camera was you know you can use the way yeah. it shot. Even the camera was like, well, I can't just let this happen. So it just slowly kind of dollies around. That's your boy. Dollies that's around. Your, that's, that's right. That's that's Joseph von Sturberg. So he's channeling yeah, he his father's love interest with D- Dietrich, and he's just <laughs> panning around until you get the whole Monty. Really tasteful. Yeah, it's, it's like the camera was like, hold on, don't worry, I got you. Don't worry, we're gonna see this. There's no like quick shots. It's just like let me just take a take my time with this. It's yeah. very intimate. It was funny though. I mean, they, they pretty reason. much had her strip completely nude just to like check her blood pressure mm-hmm. and uh, to do yeah. a few deep breaths. If I was a, a, a <laughs> if I was a woman, you know, I was I'd in a doctor's office. A yeah, if my doctor was like getting naked for this, I'd be like, hmm, hold on a second yeah. here. And then he proceeded to do absolutely nothing besides hold a cold stethoscope up to her back and. Her a, very sensual manner, yeah. you know, a lot crotch of area, of, yeah, uh, like just kind of skin. If you thought that she might not get naked, the camera was like, "Hold on, let me," you yeah. know, you you saw plenty. So, um, Barbie, but I'm thankful for it. Personally. Barbie Benton, yeah, I mean, you know, very very beautiful woman. Um, yeah. I'm assuming she was the face of this movie. She had to have been. I mean, yeah. it's free marketing, man. Yeah. Because at that time, this is '81. I mean, this is this is prime. Your dad hiding playboys in a box buried, you know, in the backwoods area somewhere, yeah. you know, in a, in a treehouse. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I mean, my my father was college. Yeah, he was in college at this time. He was, yeah, like, yeah. This was this was my parents just graduated a year prior, they 1980. Probably your father too is probably maybe quite familiar with Barbie Benton. Probably I'll have to ask him. Be like, so what's a Barbie? Because he <laughs> drops his coffee. He's oh, uh, what are you? Who? 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 You have to say yeah. You have to say like Miss March, nineteen seventy four. Right. Or yeah. Something. He would know. Yeah. She she actually was never a Playboy Playmate of the Month. I read. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. She didn't need to be. She was yeah. humping. Well, they were kind of all humping Hugh Hefner, I guess, at that point. But yeah, but she got the Wikipedia. She was his Marlene Dietrich. Yeah. She was the Dietrich to his Joseph von Sternberg. Yeah. So look she, up if you're if you're listening to this, look up Joseph von Sternberg. Read up on him. He's a very fascinating director of that time. He's a very he's, a, he's one of those. Yeah. He's an outlaw. I like that guy. Just, so also, if you're listening too, just look up Barbie Benton. You know, also very fascinating. And you know, you don't even maybe have to not like, say for work, but you know, just because I didn't even look up. Barbie Benton Playboy, and I still got there. Was like, a, yeah, a, the third picture was a nude picture. You don't have to <laughs> put anything after the name. You just have yeah. to just put the name, and you kind of get everything that you need to have. So, so. she's, uh, yeah, she's a, she's got a real, uh, you know, impressive body of work. Um, she went on to do another kind of cult film after this, Death Stalker. Uh, you know, I Did don't you know if it? we'll ever. You haven't seen it. I've seen it. Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have recognized. I only know. I wouldn't have recognized her from that though. Did you didn't get naked in that movie. She probably did, but I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think like 
I can't put a face to her. Like it's been so long. Well, now you can go back and recognize. Yeah, I, I, you I, can I'm recognize. Gonna and, I'm gonna go nipples. back and do a little more research. I think those nipples are iconic now. Yeah, and but yeah, that's another kind of cult movie. Um, kind of in the vein of Conan, uh, you know, medieval sure. sorcery monster movie. Very nice. Um, but yeah, but then I guess she retired from film and stuff. Uh, and I mean, modeling if, if at one point you're married 80s, to Hugh Hefner, so. you can you probably set up pretty decently. Yeah. So. But Barbie Benton, you know, I'm glad she was in it. She kind of made the duller moments of the movie when there weren't kills a little more uh, I guess I should add exciting. that she was her acting prowess is decent. She didn't, you know, I don't think she's an actress first, so she really didn't have a whole lot to do. But no. she, you know, she wasn't awful to look at in terms Worked of on the acting side. Yeah, she just does like a lot of like laying there, like bound to a bed, screaming, which you know. Hey, that you know, that takes some action, you know. So yeah. take some chops. Um, overall, you know, I didn't hate it. You know, you know, it's. It's better, way better than auditions, so, you know. It's not your favorite movie, though? So usually you would be like, this is my favorite movie no. we've watched so far. No, it's not my favorite well, one okay. yet. No. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say I, I enjoyed it, too, you know. The, the shitty thing is, um, it's kind of a hard movie to find. Uh, yeah, we watched it on YouTube. Yeah, there's a YouTube video. I'll post Pretty a link shitty in, quality. The, in, the, in the notes here. You can watch the whole thing if you want. I, I you know... If you go, if you scroll down that YouTube link to the first comment, you can skip right to the Barbie Benton boob scene. You know, God bless whoever put that in. Um, Nudity on YouTube confirmed. Yeah, there you go, twelve-year-olds. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, most matter. of our audience base probably is twelve. So true. I hope so. Um, but yeah, so Fortnite. I mean, it, it's a it's a hard movie to find. So we'll post the YouTube link. You know, I do know that it was recently released as part of a Shout Factory, Scream Factory like double feature so there's a blu-ray out there somewhere really yeah um if you can f- track that down it's part of a double pack um it'd probably be interesting to see in blu-ray you know I, it you know not that it was unwatchable in the fucking listen man ridiculous 4- 4k YouTube. or no deal honestly i'm sick oh, of it now that oh, i have a 4k tv whoa. i'm like listen did you see they put hereditary on 4k on amazon no you can stream it in 4k already yeah yeah, oh, there's two because I look. I went on Amazon. I saw Hereditary on there twice, and I was like, "What is this?" And I scrolled over. It was like just Hereditary, and then the next one says uh, 4K. Hmm. And I was I'll like, "What that. the hell?" Good so movie. You can watch it on 4K if you want to watch Hereditary. If you want to watch a well, another wonder... child death in HD, <laughs> Ultra HD. <laughs> That's a child death. All right, let's talk about wrestling now. All right. So like I, I, I said, I demand to see some McMahon. McMahon. We're, uh, McMahon, we're, McMahon. Uh, like I said, we're talking about St. Valentine's Day Massacre. This is like a pay-per-view that only happened once. It was kind of a one-off. Um, this is 99. I turned nine that year. I mean, I was born, yeah. we were born 46, but I still this turned is probably, nine this is, I mean, so this is probably almost 20 years ago to the day. 99 yeah. yeah wow i don't know what exactly what the date was for this show but it was around valentine's day hmm. so it's it's around this time 20 years ago um and what's what do you got wait can you read that time stamp steve 22 22 18 so, so two hours 22 minutes yeah. 18 seconds so if you're watching on the wwe network that's when our timestamp is and you just see like a ring um i'll try and find it on like daily motion or something and post it in the no, it's two if you want to watch along with us, but I'm going to play it now. So, this is a steel cage match. Oh, all right. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. Damn it, now I'm talking. Yeah. This, is, I, this is a fun fun yeah. surprise for me. So, steel cage match. Okay, um, damn it, hell yeah. Uh, we got Jerry the King, Michael Cole. This is in Memphis, uh, just for all you wrestling nerds. You know, obviously, Jerry the King from Memphis, so hmm. big, uh, big show for him. Michael Cole, I don't know why JR is not here, but he's not. 
But okay, so for steel cage match, I don't know if we've covered a steel cage match, really. I mean, we've done cage matches before. I don't know if it is. Is there a difference between steel so and regular? So steel cage match, um, it's uh, in WWE. Like it kind of varies from promotion to promotion. Now it's pretty much all WWE model, which is you have to climb over the cage sure. and escape. Okay, sure. I think um, we've seen that before. Back in the days, like, we might cover some stuff, like, down the line of uh, WCW, Jim Crockett stuff, where the cage match, there's the, the idea is to just beat the fuck out of each other in the cage, mm, okay. and there's just, like, a regular pin. But um, this is going to be just, you have to climb out to win. First person whose feet touch the floor oh, win the match. Okay. So you can kind of see them. They're that. assembling the cage still here, um, and I guess we could talk about like so. At this point, this is April, or no? I'm sorry. What the fuck? This is February of '99. I wish it was April. So the Ro- Royal Rumble had just happened. Vince McMahon just won the Royal Rumble. So he's not a wrestler. He's obviously the owner of the company. Yeah. So well, the more the, you say this, the more confused I am. Which is fun, you know. I like. Yeah. Well, so I'm, so at I'm this curious. time, this is like the. Austin's fucking the king of the world right now. You know, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Right. At this in, time, even with merchandising yeah, and shit. Merchandising, yeah, merchandising, everything. For sure. And his his main opponent, his the main person he's fighting is Vince, who is like the authority figure. And that's why this went over so well, because you're fighting, you know, he's the common man fighting his boss, his it's, asshole it's boss. A, it's a good way to it's a great get tickets. Story. Yeah, that makes sense to yeah. me. So... And I think, yeah, we just heard the glass break here. Here he comes. Rattlesnake. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Austin 316? Austin 316, yeah. I knew it. Stone Cold Steve. And he's on fire right now. Fucking insane. Um, But yeah, McMahon won the Royal Rumble, which was kind of crazy because he's the boss. Sure. And he booked himself to win win the (laughs) biggest match of the year. Yeah. So he's going on to WrestleMania to fight this thing. He's... At the same time, he has all these corporate cronies. Um, if you're, you know, if you're a Attitude Era fan, you're very familiar with the corporation, which was kind of Vince McMahon's faction of of people with him. Okay. His entourage, if you will. His entourage, and it's a lot sure. of huge names: Kane and uh, China. Like a lot of big people are in there. And at this point, uh, Austin is having a match with McMahon to. Uh, pretty much figure out who's going to fight at WrestleMania. Okay. So that's what's going on here. Um, Steve's throwing double birds up, getting on the cage. And like I said, this will be Vince McMahon's first blade job. And actually, he takes some other pretty crazy bumps for... Let me look up how old he would have been here, but I think he's like around like 55. I'm very excited time. to see this blade job. Yeah, it's that, and it's act, like I feel like a head honcho blade job. Yeah, unparalleled for and, us. And he had done. I don't think he'd ever done a blade job before, but he he would do some more later. And I think this one still really kind of sticks out. So 45. So he would have been 50. Uh, he would have been like 54 here. Wow. Yeah. I forget how old he is. There he is. This is the man yeah. in the World Wrestling Federation owner, yeah, Mr. Mr. McMahon. McMahon. In so it's Mr. McMahon, not Mr. McMahon. Mr. It, McMahon. Because it's spelled M-A-H-O-N. It sounds like May. I mean, I, what the hell do I know? McMahon. I would, I would do Mayan, but obviously I'm wrong. McMahon. Got it. Okay. But, I mean, this is pretty classic Vince. A lot of people like me who don't know a lot about wrestling would, would recognize him from all the memes and all the gifts yeah. of him, like, freaking out, which is it's pretty funny. I love that one. It's but, very, I mean, yeah. like, just describe... Describe Vince's look here, just Steve. I mean, what is 
The for man, fifty-four. Yeah, he's a, <laughs> he's confirmed daddy. He really is a daddy. <laughs> he's my daddy. I wouldn't mind him being my dad. I love my dad with all my heart, but I wouldn't have you know Vince McMahon be my dad. And that's fine. I can share dads. All so two dads. Shit. The match is pretty much. It hasn't really technically begun yet. Um, Vince is climbing over the. Beams, it's just like preamble that. and teasing. Yeah. It's a must. You got to have that, especially if it's your boss. Yeah. For God's sake, so you can't waste this opportunity. Yeah. Vince technically hasn't entered the ring yet. He's like outside the ring, taunting Steve, kind of. And obviously, it makes sense that the owner of this wrestling, World Wrestling Foundation is jacked. It makes sense, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, you got to be. You, and I mean, and it's and it's like pretty well documented that Vince was. Uh, really into work like fitness. Sure, and, sure. You, you have know, he, to. He be. was on I the mean, cover of like fitness magazine and stuff in, in this time because right. he's in great shape for being. I mean, how age. do you own this company and not be inspired a bit, at least right. a little bit, by your you know your clients, whatever you want to say? And he your always, I think, was. I th- I feel like I've read stuff where he always wanted to be into like bodybuilding and hmm. stuff. So he definitely is part of that. He looks amazing. I'm not gonna lie yeah. to you. And so like. Um, if you're just listening and you're not watching along, like Vince is still yet to get in the ring. He's kind of taunting Steve from outside. He's kind of hinting like he's going to get in here. So yeah, as soon as that door closes, it's it's, it's match is started and it's first one to escape. That's with all the preamble. Got it. Got it. He's really teasing here hard. And oh, Vince, Vince, he's fucking teasing, man. He's like, ah, I don't think so. And he slams the door and he walks out. Come on, man, get back in that ring. I want to see this happen, man. And I mean, Stone like, Cold, of course, is like itching. Yeah. He's like, and this here has comes to Stone happen. Cold. Stone Cold's like, fuck it, you're not coming in here. I'm coming out there. Yeah. And he's chasing McMahon around the ring now. Uh, that's comical. And like, get him in the ring. There you go. Vince is now in the ring. Yep. Vince is in the ring. They, they essentially swap. He's kicking Steve he's out. He's just, kick don't start yet. Yeah. yeah. The match technically still has not started though. That's crazy. That's funny. It's, it hasn't started yet. Um, but like this match in particular, like we'll get into it as it progresses, but. This really shows you how, like, Vince... Like, he kind of gets a weird rap today of of uh, just being old and out of touch. Hmm. But I think it really shows, like, at the time, he was willing to do fucking anything for this yeah. company, you know? And he was willing to... It really shows, like, he wouldn't ask any of the other wrestlers to do something he's not willing to do. Sure, yeah. Because you'll see now. some of the bumps he takes. Like, I think it's about to happen right here where he's on the cage. Like... Just just watch here. Like the, Again, the match still has not started. Austin's outside the cage. McMahon is now inside the cage, but... Basically climbing. trying to keep him out. Yeah, the door has not been closed. Nothing is really official yet. Um, Stone Cold kind of hurt himself out of nowhere. He kind Yeah, of, Stone Cold got pushed off the cage. And got it, hurt his kind knee. Of fell like a little baby boy. Like a little baby boy that he is. But, I mean, you have to remember, too, Vince is not... A trained wrestler, so there's not going to be a lot of what you would maybe say is like typical wrestling in this. I'm match. assuming he knows it quite a bit. I mean, yeah. You know, so okay, he takes. So this is kind of the first contact we're really seeing here. Austin's beating the shit out of Vince with a big lariat there and throwing him on the announce table. Smiling, he's obviously having a great time. I mean, you got to respect that, man. Yeah. What a what an opportunity. Yeah. So I mean, he's he's hitting Vince with like fucking headsets and. Like, like I said, there's not going to be a ton of wrestling. It's going to be Vince getting kind of like ragged off, sure. just thrown around sure. by Austin. It sells tickets, man. It makes yeah. it, you know, it makes choking sense. him, getting him up in the noose here with the with the camera cable. It's a great spot. You know, I imagine if you're an audience member, it's, you're losing your goddamn mind because you know this is. Oh my god! Every this time is cool. Austin does anything here, yeah, the crowd is going. We, we don't have the sound on for this, 
But if you're watching this, like this, the audience is going insane. Probably yeah. from the glass shatter of Stone Cold's entrance music to the, the no, it doesn't stop. I mean, yeah, it's just a, it's a, obviously a unique you know experience. So. I would love to go to somewhere. That'd be fun as shit. Yeah. Vince McMahon getting... Vince McMahon. God damn, I keep saying McMahon. But, I mean, this will never be, like... It, it'll be really hard to get it this hot again. Like, where you have this amount... Look yeah. at these, like, kids in the front row. They're fucking going crazy. Yeah, that looks like 99 attire. Yeah. It's totally... It's it's, it's February... February whatever, 1999. And Stone Cold just cracked a beer? Pokemon's still big time right now. It's, uh, you know... In 99? Oh, Pokemon hit the U.S. ninety eight, oh. and that was it was the biggest thing on the planet. Pokemon is huge at ninety nine. Oh yeah, who owns Pokemon? It's it's a company called the Pokemon Company. It's like, really yeah, they have like, it's like their own company. They rolling in it? Oh fucking kidding me? Are you joking right now? Every every Pokemon game <laughs> that like comes out is the best selling game of the year. How is still wow? Pokemon is still fucking well. Think like a Pokemon Go. I mean, Pokemon That's Go true. is fucking massive. So Pokemon will be ma- it's just been massive. Is it as big as as it was in ninety eight or ninety nine? Maybe not, but it is still a massive, massive name. So good time to be a good time to be a kid this time. You know, you got Pokemon and fucking the best wrestling you'll see at the time. Yeah. Um. Even if you're an adult or like a, if you were, can imagine being our age at this time? Oh. In in your mid twenties, like we'd be glued. We'd be glued to this. Late twenties, despite being born forty six. You know, it's, no, yeah. time has been weird for us. We 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 would be ordering every one of these pay per views. I feel like Probably. watching this shit. Yeah, because what else? I mean, ninety nine. You don't really have internet. No. Maybe you have one computer per your house. Yeah, I mean that's like a you dick, still got landlines. No. Yeah, it's yeah, not much internet use. I mean, there's obviously yeah, regardless. So I mean, this is what you did for fun, especially if you were uh, and playing Pokemon. Yeah. And watching, Beanie and Babies then, and were big still. Probably tracking down an actual copy of Hospital Massacre on VHS too. True, yeah. It was really a golden era. Well, really, this podcast kind of harkens back to that era. <laughs> it does of, of the eighties and nineties. But I miss it, man. I miss the eighties. Yeah, I know. You just well, yeah, yeah. <sighs> but yeah, so they're in the, the crowd 70s now. Weren't bad. They're in the crowd, fighting each other. Um, they haven't even been in the goddamn ring no, yet. No, the match technically has not started yet. I can't believe that. That's crazy. I mean, yeah, like this. Get me your money's worth, I guess. Yeah, they're in the crowd. There, there's a ref in the crowd. I don't looks know what he looks, looks like. He works at Foot Locker. Pin up there, or if he's gonna just you know keep the fans at bay. Um, but yeah, so they're they're gonna eventually get back to the cage. Look at those high waisted jeans. On the chicks or the dudes? The chicks. There's chicks there. I saw one. I was trying to f- figure out one. Yeah, there she is. God, I hope whoever took their girlfriend to this on Valentine's Day fucking married that girl. Get some sweet, sweet dome from that. Whoever, whoever, like... It couldn't have been cheap. The wrestling couples that are at this show, I hope that they're still together to this day. This is the kind of event that does solidify a relationship. For sure. You know, this is something that you... This is like a real... You know, like, sure, like, getting engaged... Have you ever you know, heard of that? They're, they're, first day, I keep hearing on the freaking radio. On the radio, they have this thing. Uh, this guy, locals, we're in the Detroit area, and this mm-hmm. guy has like these like gold dipped roses. The website's like I hate Steve something. Steve yeah, and, I, I see the billboards every yeah, day on Woodward. I looked into that. It's like sixty bucks. It's like it's like a gold dipped actual rose that like stays lit forever. I don't know. That's interesting. It seems like a... Okay. I feel like if, if I was a girl and my boyfriend got me that, I'd be like, okay, cool, you listen to Dave and Chuck the Freak, whatever, you know? It's like, you know... Because, cool, you listen to the radio. Everybody else got one of those, too. I don't yeah, know. I feel like I've heard those ads, too, before. 
So we're heading up to a spot, a pretty decent spot here. Where so Vince is the, again. Match has not started. Vince is trying to climb the cage. I would assume just outside. to kind of escape Austin because Austin's beating that ass pretty ragged right he's now. He's slapping. Yeah, as he would say, he's stomping a he's stomping a mud hole in his ass right mm-hmm. now, walking it dry. Oh yeah, so, so crotch shots. I cannot, this match hasn't even goddamn started yet. It's outrageous. Yeah, Steve. Steve just took a seat. Steve Austin. <laughs> he's just, he's waiting for McMahon to do something. But that's just kind of like how great fucking Austin like. It's crazy. Like I think, like this is gonna sound maybe weird, but I think some of these wrestlers could have been like fucking second city improvisers. They just I mean, they had such a fucking feel for how to like react to crowds and how to yeah you know do all this. Stuff. It t- it's the ultimate like read the yeah. room. You really yeah, gotta read totally literally up. read the room. Okay, so here we go. Austin and McMahon are going up. They're going up the cage here. Uh, they're kind of hitting each other. Not like pay, atten- Again, pay attention out- to this. This, this is, is outside this though. Yeah, the they're still outside the cage. Uh, Austin's just hitting Vince in the face. They're about maybe halfway up the cage. I would say they're not quite at the tippy top yet. They're taking their sweet goddamn time. Austin is bashing his head. McMahon's woozy. I see a sign that says Kim. What's what's the context? Oh, oh shit! Yeah. So okay, so Vince flew off the cage, landed on top of the camera. You know the um announce the table. announcer table. It just he fell. That was a that far distance. Think, and that thing didn't even break. I mean, and Steve's looking down like fuck. He's like, I'm fired. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna go pack my bags. My, I think they're gonna show desk. a replay here, but watch this like bounce. That was you know, these, I saw. It was these crazy. These tables are usually pretty much like. They're made to be, yeah. They're made to be padding. smashed, of course. So you don't, you you pretty much go right through the table into the cushioning. This, in the, there's TV still on the table. Yeah. Like watch this, watch him bounce on this. I mean, he hits, boom, oh. and he hits his back right on it, and it doesn't collapse until like that's that's half a second later. Oh, he hits right on the fucking edge. That's that. This is what wrestling is yeah. to me. This is good wrestling. Yeah, to me. I like that. I want so to see more of I, that. I mean, I watched this earlier this week. I thought he actually got legit hurt here. Um, I wasn't one hundred percent sure because he really did hit it hard. Yeah, and he hit it like kind of on like the connector edge where it, um, seemingly doesn't break immediately. Yeah, because <laughs> it's either nailed together, That's or proven, whatever. So he. Uh, he hit that. He's down. He's they're, still down. Yeah. They're gonna kind of bring some people out and um, like check on him. They're gonna do like a stretcher job. Steve, he's he's having a good time. So, yeah, Steve's in the ring now. He's now he's just a, waiting for the sum bitch. He's having a good time. You can tell. They're running a stretcher. Out the stretcher. They're he's gonna stretcher a great time. McMahon up. Um, I mean, you have to think in storyline. Steve wants this match to start because yeah. he doesn't get a chance at WrestleMania unless he wins the match. Ah, the match yes. hasn't started yet, so I don't well, know. one guy's already on a stretcher. And the match hasn't even goddamn yeah. started yet. That's yeah. funny. That's so, pretty funny to me. And we're not even close to. Well, we're getting. We'll get to it in a minute here once the stretcher happens. But there's still there's still another big McMahon spot to come. <laughs> the, the, I mean, I will say the match does start at some point. Okay, that's good. Big man will limp into the ring. At I thought some you were going to hoodwink me in a minute. No, here. no, no. There will be a match. There will be a match. It'll be a it. great Valentine's Day. I don't believe it at all. But yeah, if you're, you know, if you got a girlfriend or if you got a wife, if you're listening with a wife, 
You know, if if you're if you're one of our twelve year old listeners and you're looking to impress a girl, you know, put this pay per view on. It's actually pretty good. Top yeah, to bottom. put down the Fortnite. And yeah. Also, if if you're a person who was there at the time and you watched this and you were gotten married after, hit us up on Twitter or something. Yeah, and find us on Blade Job Podcast. That's a yeah, hashtag username on Twitter. If you proposed to your wife at this show, if you you know maybe went on a first date to this show. Oh, what a first know. date. If you That's had an expensive sh- first date. If you had this show uh, on in the background of you just hooking up with a chick. Or if you have nothing to do with this at all. Anyway, say hello on Twitter yeah. anyway. <laughs> yeah, if you yeah. love this show. So, um, Fink's in the ring now. Uh, Howard Finkel and... Is he announcing that Vince is dead? He's announcing that I think the match is like called off, and Austin was like, "Give me that fucking mic," and he took it, and he said, "Listen here, you son bitch, I want you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> you, you and the fucking stretcher, I want you fucking back in the ring. All these people came to see a fucking cage match." Um, I'm assuming he said that per- verbatim. Verbatim. Okay, yeah. I'm trusting you with that yeah. one. He's saying, "Bring it in here. Bring that fucking asshole in here." I can't really do the best Stone Cold. Uh, you could have fooled me. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Um, you know, he's he's cutting a promo here. I mean, if if you're watching along, you know, turn the sound up. Listen to this. It's probably a fucking great promo. Why would they do that when your voice is perfect no, for it, this man? Is true. Okay. I mean, come on, don't sell yourself short. But so they got Vince. Vince. He's stretchered. You know, bro- he pro- you know, maybe a broken neck from that fall. He wishes, you know? and then he can get out of there. Stone Cold's really giving the people what they want. Isn't, wasn't that kind of like his mo was giving people what they want? Yeah, it's kind of what he's like the best. He's like the most famous. So of that's all time. A, that's kind of an interesting thing too. We can talk about is like so Steve Austin. Kind of the whole thing with Steve Austin and why this character was so crazy because at this time Steve was not doing a lot of true wrestling matches. He was doing a lot of yelling and beating people up and not the showmanship. Actually, sure. Yeah, sure, sure. Because he actually was really hurt. He fucked up his neck like a couple years prior mm. and he really couldn't take a lot of crazy bumps. So to, to cut you off for a second here, Steve has now grabbed the yes. gurney, yeah. pushed everybody else away, grabbed the gurney and that was it ran it into the ring. So yeah. they're still out of the ring, but Naval Vince is lying on the ground. Yeah, so he took completely just grabbed Vince. He's he's got the fucking plat just smacking him with the what the bed, you call it? I the call board? it the bed, the plastic the, bed board, yeah, whatever the you want to call it. Bed thing that they sta- you know, they stabilize your back with because sure. you have a broken back. And sure, sure. Now Steve is using said stabilizer to attack Vince with, <laughs> and he's about to pick his ass up and just throw him in the ring because they need to get this shit going. Yeah, really. You know? At this point, he's, man, he's, it's going to be midnight. He's saying, you know, come here, you some bitch. Uh, we're getting this match in the ring so I can fucking go to WrestleMania and I don't have to fucking deal with this bullshit anymore. And so he's Vince is in the ring, Stone Cold's signaling, over the top rope, cage closed, we're in. Ring the fucking bell. Ring the damn bell. <laughs> we're in the ring. And now, now it's a show. Big clothesline from Steve <laughs> just choking McMahon as he ripping off the... Yeah, ripped off the neck brace... So just stomping his chest. So we're in here. We're we're now in the match. And like I said, so this is first to escape the cage. I don't know if Vince right. can even climb, let alone stand up. Austin with a big fucking top rope punch. Um but yeah, we're we're gonna get into some a pretty crazy spot here in a second. So the blade's coming up, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. He's uh, it's it's gonna hit a point where it's gonna 
there's there's a lot of like really big um I guess like photo if I don't know if like there's a lot of famous photos that came from this match though. Really? Yeah, like there's a, the the famous photo we'll see of Vince with the with the blood all over his face giving Steve the double bird like that. Uh, that's you know, I might have that sounds looks that sounds yeah. familiar to me. And so like Steve here like okay, so Vince is already flicking him off. Steve is about to win the match. All he has to do is touch his foot to the floor. Ah, I see. But McMahon flicking him off, and he's saying, he flicked me off? <laughs> that motherfucker. I don't he think so. back yep. in. He said, close that goddamn door. I'm getting Lock it. Put a padlock on it. And you know <clears throat> the people are eating this up. Of course. They're yeah. like, Steve, he fucking flicked you off? That's why they're here, man. So Okay, so Vince is on his feet. He's in the corner. He's getting the boots put to him by Steve. Basically, he's getting his just dessert, his comeuppance. Yeah. How and much? How much would, would like a ticket for this go? Just a rough estimate. At this time. Yeah, I just you know. I would say like I would say like you could probably go for like mid level to upper seats for like thirty bucks. Oh, I would wow. say it's probably like a hundred maybe for like ringside. Wow, that's dirt cheap. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty affordable. Um, even today, you know, I mean, we went to Hell in a Cell. That was like the last pay per view that you know me and Ryan and some other people went to, mm-hmm. and I think we paid like forty bucks. Oh wow, for top okay. row. I mean, yeah. we were we were kind of up there, but it was yeah. okay. It was at the Little Caesars. Oh, I was there two nights ago. Yeah, so great place. Yeah, so that was where you know, that was uh, you could probably go. To, I mean, with. I don't know how money works, like how it was. How does money work? Who the hell knows? No one knows how money works. But like you know, I would assume it was probably like maybe a little cheaper than what it would be now. So it'd be like maybe thirty bucks for general admission, like not bad, cheap seats. But then yeah, I'd probably say in the hundred, like a hundred for. I don't know. I guess ringside, like absolute front row. I mean, probably a couple hundred, like like anything, right? You know. But I would say that they're probably pretty comparable to. It wasn't like a it wasn't you know, like a Hamilton concert. Is that is that a is concert? That expensive? Hamilton was going for like three grand a pop. But that's just back because it time. sold out. People are but that was of course. It, right? it, yeah. Well, I mean, well, not really. I mean, well, yeah, both yes and no. They so were expensive here, to begin so with. Here, big push into the uh, barricade. There, Vince is down. You'll notice he's down for quite a while here. Oh, oh. Um, <laughs> all right, okay, know, all right. Head right into the barricade. Yes, into the steel. Oh no! And Steve's now thinking about climbing up. He's just doing some short, some yeah. short showmanship. And oh, you can oh. already see a little drippy. Yep, there it's, it is. So that's the very first. Oh, Vinnie Mac. Oh my God, Bladeski. There it is. Got himself. There. This is why we're here. This is why Blade Job exists yeah. right here. So he gets thrown in again. I don't think he's redoing it, but you know he's 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 a little bloody. Steve's down in his face. That's a successful blade job. Yeah, oh, so, yeah, it's a good one. That's it's a, a cut. That's one. a cut. Holy hell! He's not gonna get a full crimson mask like nah, you know, like we've seen Flair get. In that's some a rare stuff. one. You know, those are those are pretty intense. But you know, for McMahon's first time, you know, this has got to be pretty uh, better than I could do. Yeah, I mean, this got to be pretty nerve wracking for him. You'd think, you know, like he's uh, he's got a blade. Okay, here we go. So this is the famous picture here of McMahon bleeding. I have not seen that picture. Austin's okay. Austin's climbing the gate, and McMahon's gonna give him the fucking double. F- you can kind of see him in the back. Yeah. Okay. So the double birds, 
and McMahon and well, what's Austin gonna do? What's yeah. he gonna do? What's you think he's gonna, gonna just win the match? No, or is, no, he's no, gonna no, no, climb no. back. The fuck? he wants to win the match only because McVince cannot physically get up. Basically, yeah. right? Yeah. So you know, he, he Austin, you can't flick Austin off, and he's not gonna let that slide. No, Never. I mean, I would do it for sure, but you know, that's he. he I want to die, so it's perfect. He's gonna grab him again. So yeah, yeah this is yeah. it's almost like a play thing, you know. Yeah, so he's hitting him here. He's going to eventually beat the fuck out of Vince in like a second here. And there's still, as if this wasn't crazy enough, mm -hmm. there's still another surprise to come. Ooh, like, yeah. well, like surprise, yeah, like Kinder Eggs. Still, and if you're listening at home, and you're at all a fucking fan of the editor, you know what's coming. There's a big, there's a big, uh, something big. All 92,486 listeners of ours are all in their yeah. car thinking, oh, don't oh. I ever, don't I yeah. ever. And, like, if, yeah, oh, the wrestling, yeah, the wrestling fans know the big guy's coming here. And, you know, if you're not a wrestling fan, you're, you got to go watch this. <laughs> you're in, you're like see me. what's going to happen here. You're like me, and yeah. you're like, why am I listening to this? Yeah. You're like, well, I guess not like me, but if you're in the car listening to this, you're like, why, what, how did I download this? I don't know, <laughs> I don't know anything about wrestling. Oh, because of uh, X-Ray slash... X-Ray slash Hospital Massacre right. slash Will You Be My Valentine or else or... <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Ooh, very menacing. I like that. So, All right, so Vince is down still. Yeah, Stone Cold. Steve's, Steve's about to go up here now. He's going up and over. He's playing the he's audience. Got one more, he's got one more stunner left in him here. He's waiting for Vince to get up to his feet. And... Poor guy's know, fucked. Kick, stunner... Vince just eats that shit. Austin's right in his face. <laughs> so that's that's you know what you think. So you think Vince, to yourself, well, that's the match, folks. Yeah, Vince, that's a crimson mask. No, he's pretty crimson mask. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. You know, I'd say he's maybe a you know trying to keep it relevant. You know, I'd say he's maybe a point. Oh yeah. Point six, point six five Muda. Wow. Not not a full Muda. Wow. But just over a half a moon of... Oh! And look at this! Wait a minute. Yeah. So we just had someone crawl out of the ring. How, how would you describe this guy, Steve? Like a Game of Thrones villain. <laughs> I mean, how tall do you think he is? 6'5". Vince is probably 6'5". Okay, so 6'9". Yeah, so so if you're listening, you're not watching, The Big Show, Oh my Paul God. White, this is 7' tall... I, I've never seen the big show with hair. Yeah. That's what threw me off. Fresh off of his WCW run as the WCW giant, has just jumped ship to WWF, cr crawled from underneath the ring. Man, if, you are a, if you're in the audience, you're losing your goddamn mind right now. And he's saying, throw Austin at the cage like he did to me and fuck him up. You know, throw him at the cage and hurt him. And the what, show is no about to throw Austin, breaks oh! the cage open... Holy and hell! Austin falls to the ground. Oh wait a minute! Does Austin just won. That means he wins. Austin won the match. Wow! Even but, he's confused. And Vince. McMahon is regretting that decision. He didn't realize a giant would Vince. throw Austin through the cage. So that was outrageous. That's the first. Uh, that's the first McMahon blade job. That's the debut of Big Show at the time, just called Paul White. Sure. Um, Austin, you know, I wouldn't really cover an Austin match, um, but I guess we covered a few Austin matches, but yeah. you know, this is a really the first big attitude era Vince Austin match. 
Um, I can tell you right now, this will not be the last Vince McMahon match we'll cover. Word. He fucking gets he gets he gets a taste for the blade. <laughs> it comes back very in a couple of years. The blade. All right. But um, but yeah, and just another one last thing before we wrap this up. So Big Show. So this is at the end of the pay per view. What's the what's the timestamp here? Like, can you read that? Two almost three hours. Yep. Big Show was underneath the ring. The the entire show. Really. He was underneath it. <laughs> wow. It's like it's like the end of Saw. The they like sneak Saw. him down at the beginning of the show before the people are in the stadium. Wow. And he sits down there. I'm assuming with... I'm assuming he's got some Pop-Tarts. Yeah, he's probably got uh, some, maybe some snacks. He's a big guy. 99 Dunkaroos. Maybe, uh, Dunkaroos. maybe, maybe a bottle. Maybe fruit, an empty water the, bottle. Fruit by the foot. To uh, you know take a leak. Of course. And yeah, so that's... Shit through the bottle That's the That's the big show's debut. It's the wow. McMahon blade job. What'd you think? That was exciting. That was very good. Yeah, so... It, I, I don't love the whole preamble beforehand, but once it gets started, boom. I mean, I get it, of course. You're trying to... You're giving the guy, people what they want. Well, yeah, you need to have... I mean, it couldn't just be a blade job, no, big no, show no. appearance. You know, they had to... I mean, it probably... The match probably went 15 minutes. Sure. 20 minutes. So, I mean, they had to do something with it. I mean, McMahon took that big spill off the cage mm-hmm. into the table. You know, you got great. your special job in. That's right. That's a good point. So... That's uh, that's your introduction to the. That was hot. The mm-hmm. the chairman of the board. That was spicy. Cut, cutting his head, um, and yeah, that's uh, welcome that's to a the, Valentine's Day. Uh, well, ma- that's the th- what else do you want on Valentine's Day? Welcome to the game, Vince. Let me tell you. Yeah. God damn. I love it. Uh, it's a great what a gift. Whole a show gift. is great. Like I said, what a gift. Put this on for a chick you just met. She'll she'll dig it. It is a good litmus test for if like you want to keep her around. I mean, you yeah. know, she might give good dome. You might give good dome. Who knows? But the point yeah. is. It's a good litmus test to find out, are you meant to be together? Yeah, if she can sit through St. Valentine's Day Massacre with you, it's marry her. That's yeah. A, that's, a, that's a marriage. That makes sense. Thing. So you're not going to get married then? What? You're not going to get married then if you do it? Yeah, you want to start from the top, watch the whole baby from the no, top? If, 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 if it's a marriage, I, I can get out of it. Sure, man. <laughs> we can do that. It's legal. We can make it happen. Okay. Damn, damn man. That was a, uh, you know... I hope Ryan's okay. It's going to be a while. I think he might yeah. be gone for a while. The point we'll give is... give you some updates. The we'll, point but is... we're going to be trucking through. We can handle through. this. We we'll, can we'll be back this. to our regular scheduled programs. You know, we're dipping back into the shitty movies. That's right. No more auditions. Fuck that movie. God, We're going sucked. back to grainy YouTube. And, and we're talking like... I don't mean like August Underground shit, because those movies are not, you know, no. like Slaughtered Vomit Dolls. I don't yeah, want to need we, that. We no, need we that. probably won't cover that. We're going to cover stuff that's kind of tough. Not because we can't. Not because we can't handle it. It's because they're just, they're just shitty. They're not fun to watch. It's true. Very true. Like Audition, so... <laughs> which is not... Yeah. So, listen... Eric and Steve, we're not, we're the cartel. We have nothing to do with the cartel. So listen, we are going to be here. Yeah, we might change it up. We might have some new segments. We might just, you know, try and keep we it could, fresh. We could bring guests, maybe. You know, yeah. we, we, this is still, we're Throw 20. some interviews out. We'll, get, we'll try and get, get the man himself, VKM. <laughs> That's right. On the phone. Listen, we, we're 20 episodes. Listen, if you've been listening to this the whole time, thank you very much. We love you. Could have used a couple donations, right now, but that's fine. Neither here nor there. Fair enough. I, I will say, no, if you're listening, um, if you're typically a Spotify listener, mm. um, our Spotify is all fucked up right now. So, Well, you can still listen fine. You can still our listen our metrics our, it's, it's, are It's all up. messed up on our end, but if you could let us know, that'd be nice. If, it's, yeah. like, if there's any issues with Spotify, because... Uh, we kind of like are hung out to dry with them, and we're, we're posting. We can check them, but we're losing all of our like information and everything we get from them. And 
Uh, Stitcher and everything else works fine. Apple obviously works fine, but that's Sp- the preferable. Spotify's goofy. Leave a, leave a review on Apple if you could. I yeah, mean, man. I don't use Apple, but I, I know that's I like either, the but... king of podcasts. So that's where you leave your reviews, leave yeah. your comments, listen. There. And if they're bad reviews, still, you know, hey, we can yeah, adapt. We I mean, you know, care. we don't really care regardless. We but might hey, call you out on the podcast and say your opinion of auditions shit. If you're like, oh, and it... yeah, which is probably going to be pretty common. But hey, you know, these fucking audition slappies, these audition nerds, the stands, the stands, the audition stands, yeah. man. They're worse than wrestling fans. I'm telling you. Wrestling fans are finicky. But All right, Eric. That's it, buddy that's boy. That's it. We'll see you guys in two weeks. We love you very much. All right. Peace. Happy Valentine's Day, oh, by yes. the way. Send, send if, if, really... if you guys get any, like, any nudes or anything like that, send them to us. You know? yeah. DM us on Twitter. Send your um, dick pics. Yeah, send your get those to us. Uh, everything. Send your, you know, even if you just send us a nice... You know, if you have an original scan of a Barbie Benton Playboy please, centerfold, you know, send please. that along. That'd be great. Um. Yeah, yeah. Like, please send us the nudes if you have anything. Sure. You know, and there's really no reason we're not gonna like do anything. We just this is for us. So, because yeah. we're, we're both single, we're both single guys. So just I would know like that yeah, they're not gonna be shared or anything. Or... We don't have any swags. If you want to just like take a white t-shirt, draw a blade job on it, mm-hmm. and then take a risque pic and send it to us, no problem. Happy to do it. Happy to accept that. Yeah. Otherwise, we love you very much. And right. uh, listen, good night. He's cute. He's so sexy.